Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Pranch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back for another episode, and thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really got a lot of good feedback from yesterday's episode, and I'm really happy, and I really do appreciate you know, everyone's willingness to kind of go with me on this journey. I, it is such a journey and it's such a, it's such a roller coaster. And I'm really just excited about being on it. You know, the highs and then the coming down from the highs. It's really just, it's a good feeling. And I appreciate everyone's support of me in this journey. Um, today, I want to talk about a milestone that I um, had. If you follow me on Instagram, and that's Instagram at Financial Emancipation. So if you haven't already done so, head on over there and follow. If you follow me on Instagram, you notice that I, pl- I put up a... Um, a notice that I received from my bank, um, JP Morgan Chase, which is who was financing my car, that my lien with the bank had been satisfied. So I have the expectation that my title will be coming in the mail shortly from the Department of Motor Vehicles. So this was a milestone for me because I got I mentioned this in the post that I put up, but that I I did not have a car payment before I got the car that I have right now. I have a 2014 Volkswagen Passat. I did not have a car payment before that because I had paid off the car that I had. So I was very um, against having a car payment, but I knew I needed a new car. So I was able to trade in the car that I had, which at that time was a 2000 and, uh, 2005, I think, 2005 Honda Accord that was fully paid off. And Hondas um, keep their value a lot. So I was able to trade that in, get some money for, for that. And um, I was able to get a car payment that I thought was manageable. The car payment was like 360 or 365, something like that. And I went ahead with a car payment, but I just never felt good about it. I didn't like the fact of having it and I wanted to get it paid off as fast as possible. So from the moment, from the first payment I, I got, I started paying more. And it started out as like 400, then it was 450. And then on a consistent basis, it went to $500. So I started paying 500 every month um, for the majority of the loan and so I was able to pay off my car a year earlier than it would have been paid off um if I had just stuck to the schedule that they gave me and so you know car loans are really not financing cars are not really that great you know it, it it's not a good deal for for you it's a better deal for the car folks because they charge you an interest rate on the loan um, if you don't get it, if you get a really low interest rate or you have no interest rate, that's really great. That's one of the best, the better benefits of having really good credit because you can get um, 0%, 1% interest rates on a car and that's really great. Um, but if you if you don't, you end up paying so much more on an interest that's just on a vehicle that loses value. So they charge you for the value that it is when it's brand new and as soon as you drop off the lot, the value de- decreases. So it's a depreciating asset. It really is not a good thing um, to finance a car um, just for what it is. And, you know, it, it, but it is how we get cars, right? It's a business that's set up because the fact is that leasing has its own bunch of restrictions. And if it, and, and leasing, like for me, leasing wouldn't work because I drive every day. And so the amount of miles I put on my car, I could not have a lease. But, you know, there are other people who it works for. So the whole automobile industry and, and getting a vehicle is really kind of a sham in my opinion, but we all have to participate because it's how we get cars, right? So when I knew that I was approaching, um, I could see the balance going down and I knew that I was approaching a point where the car was going to be paid off very shortly. I needed to decide what I was going to do next. Um, 
you know, it's very easy when you think, okay, I paid something off. It's kind of like I freed up this money so I can do whatever I want. And I wanted to avoid that at all costs. So what I did as I was looking at it, I could see I had maybe three or four more payments before the car would be paid off. I decided to already to, to map out the plan for the money to say, okay, this $500 I've been paying every month, what am I going to designate that to in my budget so that it's not just kind of there? Now, I could have just designated it to additional savings if I didn't have anything specific to pay off. And that would have been legitimate and fine and really good for my savings as it would have bulked it up. But I didn't want to do that because I'm already being pretty aggressive with my savings. And so I, I, did, I knew that I didn't need to do that. Um, I have right now I have open about only three I have three credit cards open um and one has a zero balance it's had a zero balance for about two years the other one is the other credit card that I kind of use um I use it when I'm traveling I use it when I'm out of the country because I feel like well I can use this card and if I have to deal with anything with it it won't it won't really it won't really be a big deal and also everywhere around the world doesn't take Amex so I tend to use my Amex. That's the credit card I use if I'm going to use a credit card. But that card I have as my backup, given that everywhere doesn't take Amex. So that card always keeps a low balance. And so I, I aggressively paid that off. And so the balance now, paid that down. So the balance now there is like four or $500, which I'll pay off next month. So that be another card paid down. But my other credit card that I have, which is the part of what debt that I have, the credit card that I have is um, is is my Amex, and so that I carry a pretty high balance on the Amex. I can't, right now the balance is about seventy five or seventy eight hundred dollars, and so that is high, and it's above the thirty percent utilization. So I want to get that not only down below the utilization, but I also want to get that paid off. It's the card I use so much. I use it a lot. I use it for all my major travel. I buy every plane ticket on it. I I've, I did work on my house on it. Like I do a lot of stuff on that credit card. And so I said to myself, I'm going to commit myself to paying that credit card off because I use it a lot. And so, and I pay it a lot, but I still use it a lot. <laughs> and so what I decided to do with the money from the credit, from the car payment that's ending, and this is a really important tip, right? So if you know that there's something that you used to pay that you're no longer going to have to pay, I have some friends who have children who are going from, um, paid daycare or paid childcare to now going to kindergarten where they don't have to pay that money that you have that you have been allocating for that expense ahead of the, the change you need to decide what that new expense is going to be because that way that money just won't disappear you can need to be deliberate and say okay I know I was because again you were living without paying that without I mean without having that money in your in your in your kind of in your pool to spend because it was already designated for something. So in, it, instead of just letting it kind of flow into the abyss and just be part of the money, you need to designate it to something else so that you can continue to account for it and understand that your lifestyle doesn't really change, right? You're not just, you don't, you haven't freed up money. You've reallocated it. So you may have said before, you know what? We hadn't been able to travel because we were paying for the baby to go to school the baby go to daycare now that they're going to school we don't have to do that let's take that money that we used to spend put it in a travel account or you may say you know what we have been we hadn't been really aggressive with our savings but now that we don't have this expense let's take that and put it in our savings or let's take it to pay down a debt but designate it put it someplace so that it's not because i always say a budget should have 
zero at the end between your expenses and your your revenue there should be zero meaning every dime that you have should be allocated to something so in advance of knowing that an expense is going to go away just allocate it to something else so like with my car payment what i decided to do was allocate that money that i knew i was paying to the car payment which was 500 dollars every month i've decided to allocate that to paying on my credit card my amex card that card i'm going to continue to pay what i was paying already every month so now I'll be committing to paying over $1,000 a month to the Amex, which means in seven months, the, the bill will be paid off if I don't add anything to it. So it, it, it's because I'm going to, because I paid the car off a year early, April, if, if I had paid the car on, no, on schedule, I, by April, I would still have been paying the car note. So there's no sense in kind of freeing up the money as if to do something, go get another car or do something like that when I have a debt that I can pay off. So I'm going to just take that money, reallocate it to the Amex and, and, and nothing about my life, nothing about my expenses will change. Everything will be the same. And that way, it doesn't make me feel as though I have some sort of hardship on me trying to pay off the, car, the, the um, credit card. Rather, it gives me the same feeling I've had while I was paying off the car. And yes, it delays the quote unquote gratification, the financial gratification of having freed up $500 a month. But when you have other expenses, it's not free. So instead of freeing it in, in, in theory, but not really truly freeing it up, I'm going to continue to re to allocate it to something so I can pay down a debt. And once that's done, all of that money will be freed up. No interest will be hanging over my head and I will be able to move forward with all of that money free. And it would be as if the commitment that I made to the five year car payment will come all at the same time as, as, as I'll reap the quote unquote financial benefits of it. So it really is important when you have that to allocate that money because ahead of the payoff, because, you know, the second you feel like you have a couple of extra dollars in your pocket, you're going to want to spend it, spend it on things that aren't part of your plan so if you get that serious that kind of dedicated that kind of committed to sticking to a plan and yes it's long term and and this is a marathon because you say this is a marathon it's not a sprint so it's going to take a little longer but you will get there and and you have to just stay committed and make some sacrifices and when you do that you really do see the benefits of it having the car paid off and having no longer having that outstanding loan should impact my credit you know, being able to make sure my other credit cards are paid off and the utilization that I have on the one credit card, while that's not at 30%, the total of my available credit that I have, I am under 30% with all of my available credit and the balance that I have. So these are the small things that, you know, that really do help. And what comes next for me is that I have a student loan debt that I've been kind of like, I'm not paying this off. I take that attitude. It's a bad attitude, but I just, I've always been like, eh, I shouldn't have had to take out loans for education. It's like a, like a, mm, a value thing for me. But it's, it's something that's hanging over my head. There's no purpose of me retaining it. I can become aggressive with it and pay it off. And so starting in 2019, my goal will be, you know, to take what I was allocating to credit and what I was allocating to the car and just become aggressive with paying off my car, my um, paying off my student loans just so it can be done. Um, I can afford to do it and it's no reason to have it hanging over my head. And my goal by the time I'm approaching the end of 2019 uh, is to be the, the only outstanding debt that I'm carrying would be the student loans and to be on an aggressive path with a plan on how that's going to be paid off. So, and, and the reason I want to be this debt free is because it's important to me to free up all my money from paying debt so that I can invest it in things that I want to invest it in and make some other, um, 
and, and get, use my money to focus on other things in my life right in the future rather than focusing on the past, which is what debt does. Because all debt is something that you something from before that you're paying rather than something for the future. So I have some some goals I want, you know, to achieve. I have some major um, projects that I want to do, some big trips that I want to take. And so I want to be able to have my money freed up for that. So it's, it's just a plan that I'm thinking of that begins in 2020. You know, I have to start putting in the work now in 2018. So if you're interested in doing that and doing that kind of stuff, reach out to me. I can help you make a plan on how to eliminate your debt. We can come up with a plan on how to eliminate the debt without feeling like you're, um, you know, without feeling like you quote unquote have to sacrifice everything. Um, I can, we can make realistic plans that work and you can get it done. And I like to serve as an example of like, you can get it done. It's just certain things that you're going to have to put to the side in order to get it done. So, you know, it's doable and we should all be like encouraged that it is doable. No matter what the situation is, it's doable. We can work it out. Um, so if you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. And don't forget to head on over to YouTube and um, follow the YouTube page, Financial Emancipator. Um, there are some videos there and some more content can you know will be found there. So thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you'll be back to join us for more ways as we discussed um, more ways to walk towards your financial emancipation getting free from the burden of your finances have a great day